and you're going like, oh, of course, Luke 15. It's typically known as the, the prodigal son, the parable of the prodigal son. And in that, you know, the son runs off, you know the story, he, he goes wild, he, he's, he abandons his family, and then eventually he's, a, he's in a mess, his, family, his life's a mess. He comes back and he's really, really, really sorry. And it says, as he's coming back, it says, the father seeing him a long way off had compassion on him. He just saw him and it hurt him. So he ran. And there's some interesting stuff. A figure like that in, the, in that culture would never run. Like an honored, wealthy man, you, you didn't run. It's like the real cool kids. Like they don't run across the road. They walk. Even if cars are coming, they do. Dude, I was always like, cool, oh, I'd run across. My buddies would be like, dude, 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 <laughs> much cooler. Kind of similar for someone like this guy. For him to run was considered just like demeaning. This is, it's like actually the only uh, situation outside of war where God in the scriptures is depicted apparently as, as running. He forgets his personal dignity. He forgets his himself and he, he goes outside of himself. He runs to the help of his son because he loves him so much and he's so glad to see him back. This is a description of Jesus is the mercy of God. Jesus is the running, the heart of God that sees us, that aches and pains him to see us as we are in such a wretched mess and he runs to us. And that's what he did when he came to earth, when he became flesh. He became one of us running to help us. Why? Because he was, it, it hurt him to see us hurting. It hurt him to see us with no hope of salvation. He came and became our hope. This movement of God, this compassion, this mercy that we see so clearly in Jesus, then something that's supposed to mark us. And Jesus talked about this all the time. In fact, he kind of hard-coded it, right, into the deal <laughs> in the Our Father. You know, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So forgive us our sins insofar as we will forgive others their sins. It's like we kind of have signed the contract if we're followers of Jesus. We've signed a contract that says, only forgive me, Jesus, if I forgive others, meaning I have to show this fruit. If I don't show the fruit of mercy, then I will not receive mercy. Jesus talks about it too in lots of places. Now, this, these acts of mercy come in kind of two different directions. The church's tradition has sort of called them the corporal works of mercy, which means kind of the physical bodily works of mercy, and then the spiritual works of mercy. Spiritual works of mercy are things like evangelizing, teaching the faith to people, correcting people who are like morally all over the map, that sort of stuff. And then you have the corporal works of mercy, which are really obvious and you can um, basically see the list in Matthew 25, feeding, I was about to say feeding the naked. You could do that. <laughs> feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, visiting the sick, visiting those in prison, things like that. Like really, really basic kind of low level needs, meeting those things. This is actually what the, what the father did in the, the prodigal son, right? The first thing he did, he, give, he loved him. He hugged him and embraced him. He ran to him. And then he put a cloak around him and he put sandals on his feet. He met his basic needs. Then he threw a party and fed him. And so you could kind of see it all in that context of what we see there. So we're actually, we're called to this. And it's really important that we bear this fruit. Just as we need to forgive our, those who've hurt us in order for us to receive forgiveness, you also have to actually feed those who are hungry. St. John Chrysostom says the extra money you have, the money you don't actually need and you just store it up, that is money you have stolen from the poor. Meaning 
because it's extra, you are obliged to share it. Now, this doesn't mean we all become completely rotten poor because we've given everything away. I mean, some people feel that call and do that, have a grace for that. But it does mean that we have to give. We have to give of even our little give. This movement from having received, uh, let's say I have a good wage, I, and I pass it on, not all of it, but some of it, a, a portion of it, because I have been so blessed, I want to bless others. You are the hands and the, the goodness and the kindness of God on the earth. So if you won't give, then the goodness and the kindness of God, you just shut it down. Jesus wants to bless people. It's like, oh, why is there so many people hungry in the world? How much money do you and I give to stop poverty and, and hunger? And how much of my time do I spend thinking about these things? How, when was the last time I visited somewhere, someone in prison? Oh, it was so terrible, the crime rate in our city. Well, yeah, because it's like super, super hurting, broken people who no one will love. How about you loving them? How about me loving them? Because the only thing that will heal hearts is love, guys. And you have a whole pile of love that you could be pouring out. And you will find the more you give, the more you will have. God will not see you lacking in money or in love and, or in mercy. As you give, so you will receive. And you will get a good measure, pressed down, shaken together and overflowing in your soul. If we will we'll embrace this attitude of, of giving really practically, just on the physical giving, because sometimes it's just like, well, how would I do that? Like, I, really, I encourage you, you know, if there's any way you're near a, a prison or a hospital or an old folks home, if there's a way that you can, just to, just explore that possibility. I realize there's limitations sometimes with maybe with, with COVID and safeguards and all that sort of thing. But just to try is already, I think, to, to have satisfied a lot of this obligation. But also we can we can give financially and uh, really, really encourage, I really encourage you to, to consider doing that in some way to those who are more needy than you. I recently went to uh, me and the brothers, we were invited to a restaurant, local restaurant here, and the, the owner wanted, so he gave us the meal for free. It was very beautiful. It was, I believe each of our meals was about 650 Bradford is super cheap and beautiful meal. So six fifty. You're thinking that's really cheap for a full dinner. Like, like that's that's really cheap. So there were six of us. That's six meals. Three of those meals could feed in some countries a child for a year. Just three of those meals. So about eighteen, nineteen pounds. Three meals to feed a kid for a whole year. We might think that our little couldn't do much. <laughs> Your little folks could do so much. One of my favorite charities, definitely uh, Mary's Meals. This is part of what they do, and they specifically target uh, children, get them an education as well as, as feeding them. And it's an absolutely brilliant, it's really simple and a brilliant thing because a lot of children in, in certain countries, their parents won't send them to school because they need them to work to get money so that they can feed the children. Child number X, I'm not sending you to school because you need to work to, earn, to get your own food because I don't have food to feed you and I don't have money enough to feed all of my children. So all the children can't go to school just so they can eat. And then sometimes they don't get enough to eat even with that. So the Mary's meal solution is give them free meals in school. And then the parents will go, oh my God, <laughs> you get the double whammy, you get food. I don't have to keep you home to work. You get food and you get an education. So it's really, really simple. They get locally sourced food and get local volunteers to cook it all. And it's actually transforming nations. There's certain countries where this has been placed in an entire generation. And people who are now in the politics of those countries and, and like super famous, like the, some football teams and all sorts of things, like piles of them grew up on Mary's Meals from people giving like whatever it is, you know, 17, 18 pounds, 18 euro, which to us guys really is nothing. And to them, 
it changes their entire life. It's just <laughs> starting to cry. It's so beautiful. Could you do that once a month? I feed a kid for an entire year, educate them for a year, basically, for the price of maybe what, two big meals, two decent meals. Oh my gosh, that's just so beautiful. Consider it. Think about it. This is part of who we are as Christians. This is the heart of Jesus. How much of his money would he get? My goodness. So I think Jesus would forego a couple of Starbucks coffees and a McDonald's or two to give you and to give me what we needed. He gave everything. Heaven emptied itself so that we could we could become rich. And how can we imitate him? Just a little bit, guys. And the more you do it, the more you will love to do it. It is like a beautiful addiction <laughs> to loving other people in a really beautiful, healthy way. So I invite you to really consider that. God bless you guys. Bye.